Hey, Sean. Hello. Don't you hate it when you are going on an adventure through another country? And there's so many things there that are like, oh, this is a really good price. Oh, this is a great deal. Oh, I can't get this back home. But the exchange rate is so not in our favor <laughs> that even though it is a good deal, when you look at your bank account afterwards, you realize that you've paid <laughs> an exorbitant amount of money for something. Yeah, I, I know the feeling. I uh, It's it's kind of scary, especially when you go over to do like a little grocery run in Buffalo Kill and you come back and you're like, I spent $200 on what? <laughs> on, on a bag of chips and and uh, some some nachos or some Doritos and Mountain Dew. Oh man, the the Xbox Classic. Actually, you know what? The uh, I was uh, visiting a, a, a craft store in the United States and uh, saw that they had their Christmas ornaments up already because apparently Christmas is already starting in America and, and here it's at Costco already. Yeah, and I saw a uh, Xbox uh, unofficial Xbox ornament with a uh, Mountain Drink and Triangle Chip bag on there. Do you know who is not starting Christmas early? Uh, who's that? Us, because I want to stop this this heinous topic <laughs> of early Christmas. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene On Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. There's going to be one listener out there who's so, so upset with that intro, and I don't care. Do you know why? Because I couldn't come up with a segue after David made me so sad <laughs> about Christmas. It's, it's been unreal how fast this summer had blown by. And I know we had like a very important milestone um, in your life that um, I was a part of, and we just we had so many things happen this summer. And for for a little transparency purposes guys david and i recorded like nine episodes over four nights <laughs> it was it, it was rough but uh hey nobody nobody know, knew nobody knew which ones were which and that's the yeah. important thing but what is also important is this is our first official live show back in a while and we're okay with telling you that we uh we had a lot of fun while we were doing our thing as mm-hmm. I said, the summer is kind of blown by. We want to thank Eric Moon again for uh, the episode he did with us on toys last week. It was a, uh, it was a great listen. Um, it was really fun. I, um, I'm actually going out to one of his toy shows in October. So oh, that'll nice. be a lot of fun. Yeah. Watch it be the same weekend. I have everything else booked. Yeah. Right. That would just be my luck. But David, everybody wants to know, how are you? Well, my friend, I am back in the North Pole. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? I read an article today that there are some parts in Canada, some places in Canada, primarily like in New Brunswick and whatnot, uh, that are ha- having frost warnings already. It's like, what the hell's going on? You're kidding me, right? No, I'm, I'm dead serious. But uh, no, it's been uh, quite an eventful month, really. Like I had uh, taken three weeks off work. Uh, traveled down 
to southwestern Ontario. Hung out with uh, my good old buddy pal Sean there. We went on some adventures, which we'll talk about uh, this episode. Um, I managed to snag a shit ton of more board games without getting in too much trouble. Uh, I bought another 3D printer, uh, again, without getting in too much trouble. <laughs> um, we got like a whole bunch of stuff. It's it was actually uh, it was actually pretty good. I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm feeling refreshed. Um, you and... look refreshed. Nobody can see that, but you look refreshed. No. Actually, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> it, Honestly, it's... like after going back to work after being off for so long, it's just like, oh my god. It, it's funny for some for some extra context too. Um, I I took a week off. And that was great. Then I went back to work for four days and I I had my, or three days and I had my customary, like I usually take Thursdays off. And then I've worked every day since last Thursday, just so I can go to another bachelor party. I'm just riding the wire here. I'm going to be just exhausted for the next month and a half. And it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, I'm going on to wedding number two of four. So it's a busy fall coming up, but I'm really excited. Um, If you guys are listening today for hard hitting video game content, there'll be a little. If you're listening for movie or TV content, there's going to be a very minimal amount because as uh, I actually just also learned because we are Canadian outlet, we don't have to follow all the SAG after rules for review in journalism but because david and i are all around good people we're just not going to review stuff for now yeah we might talk about a few things that uh have have come out but without going into in-depth about stuff but like it's it's, we we care We, we 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 understand but like we also didn't think a month ago we'd still be waiting to review mission impossible barbie oppenheimer um, I'm pretty sure a, it's pronounced Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, Ahsoka. <laughs> yeah, like, like who knew that we would be like we're gonna have a crazy backlog of things to review eventually. Or and not you know, at all. Loki season two is coming out soon as well. Blue Beetle just released. Um, are you going to see that movie? Uh, Blue Beetle, I want yeah. to, but I think it's like a Tuesday nighter for me. Um, the reviews don't look that great, but it looks really aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, we uh we did we oh yeah, we watched uh we finally Sean finally got to watch John Wick. Also can't talk part, about that part New four. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does that count? Because the movie came out before uh <laughs> the strike started. We'll stay away from it just in case. <laughs> but um, yeah, we had a lot going on. Uh we went on some great adventures though. When, uh, yeah, when we were down there, we did, and uh, this was a classic one of David one, Sean zero. We had actually the best, the best time, like doing some some retro surging. We finally got to go through the entire one of a kind market in Woodstock, Ontario. Yeah, and all it, three, all three stories, like fifteen hundred thousand square feet feet of it. Honestly, our lunch was too long because if we were there for another half hour, I think we would have had more time, but we had to like rush through the bottom floor. And when I say rush, I mean like we didn't like we didn't 
fiddle around with anything. We didn't, we didn't really pick up peruse things. as much as we we had the f- first two floors. Like we would spend more time kind of like digging through, looking through, and like searching behind things. But on that main floor, because we knew that they, uh, because they had people coming around, be like, "Hey, uh, we're closing in thirty minutes. Like, hurry up, find your dusty shit, and get out." <laughs> yeah. Um, so we just kind of rushed through it, but. It's, no, we uh, had some really good finds there. Yeah, the the craziest find of all was the Elmo exorcism. That was <laughs> yeah. uh, it was a little unusual for me uh, to to walk around a corner and see five different Elmo toys standing around a Bert just laying there on the ground. Um, but I, I will tell you guys, if you are into rustic farm equipment or or rusty farm equipment for that matter, rusty tools. Um, overpriced Lego. That was the kind of like killer. Um, empty, empty old beer cans. Yeah, that that was a weird one. Um, sports cards, Funko Pops. Um, what is it called? Artisan jewelry. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there there's something in there for everybody. Honestly, Absolutely yeah, there's something everybody. there for everyone. I sent my dad a photo of a a toy that he used to have, and I want to say it was called Big Jim's Camper. Was that what it was called? Something like that, yeah. But he was like, holy crap. I, like, and it was in good condition. But uh, I don't know. This time, was it was nice to kind of get through the whole uh, market. We didn't mm-hmm. find anything that we were really going to buy till the very last minute. And it was and funny it- because like, I was looking for a few things. Um, but yeah, it was literally we were on our way out. And uh, so... A little story for for the the folks at home. I had this game, this little board game, or I guess it's a card game that I got when Star Wars Episode One came out back in nineteen ninety nine, and it was uh, it was like Star Wars Jedi lightsaber battle, and it had two little pewter I like character things. One was Qui Gon Jinn, one was uh, Darth Maul. I played this game all the time and it was one of these games that always stuck with me it was always like a lot of fun it's pretty straightforward simple game but a lot of fun um i had it stored in a box in our shed um when i uh was storing stuff at my parents house and before i moved or as i was unpacking things and packing things up to move up uh, to hang out with santa claus um i found this game and i'd always wondered where it was but unfortunately the mice had made a nest in the same box and everything smelled like mouse pee. Uh, so it was not, it was pretty much a biohazard. So I'd, I'd always told myself if I ever find this game and it's not like more than 20 bucks, I'm going to buy it. So as we were walking, literally we we're on our way out of this market. Last row, but like <laughs> everything. Yeah. I were walking back to the front and I just glance over and down into one of those like glass uh, display cases. And there I see two brand new, still in the sh- original shrink wrap copies of this game for 15 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. The one thing that I was like not expecting to find is right there and in perfect condition. And 15 bucks was uh, like, you know, the, the, excellent right price point for that so our biggest uh, regret is not grabbing both of them because yeah. i had a lot of fun playing that game well that's the thing is like you didn't really 
know what it was, right? Like, I, yeah. I kind of explained a little bit. It's like, hey, you're Darth Maul and Qui-Gon Jinn. Should have said it was Star Wars War. You know what? I can't remember the last time I've ever played War, so I don't even know. Uh, when War even was the, the one where you just cut the deck and drew the cards, and then it was the one, like, you, you would eventually just take out the other person's army. Mm. Yeah. But, um... So, yeah, we uh, cool. we got it home and uh, actually Sean and I ended up playing what, like nine or ten Perfect. rounds. Yeah, it was like really good. Yeah, it was uh, it was fun. It was surprising. And that's the second time you've gotten a brand new Star Wars game. Yeah. From the same aisle. Yeah. Same same floor and same section. Yeah. So uh, but other than that, like, I mean, you were looking for a few things. There was a few things in there that we were kind of humming and hawing about that we, we could have got. But again, like didn't really want to blow the bank on on Day everything one. there yeah and and it's interesting too because when we go on these like little mini adventures we we like have some goals we have some some things that we really want to find and like i was looking for rock band three almost exclusively but yeah. i was also i'm still in the hunt for a decent ecto one that hasn't yellowed that's not 250 bucks one day Anyone who's got one, uh, if you want to get rid of it, Sean is in the market. For free. Anyways, um, there was a few things that definitely did catch my eye. But then the next day, David's luck just was outstanding. So we decided we were going to roll around the KW area. So we did like J&J's. Obviously, David um, took his chance at a Wendy's. So we went to a Wendy's and he, he went to his favorite Wendy's in the city. There's old retro one in the university area. It's the only one and that then, I know. <laughs> I know. And that's why it's your favorite because we always sit inside that Wendy's. That's true. Um, we checked out um, Good Time Games. But J&J's, David, literally made a joke because since his bachelor party, now we both have... Um, Flashpoint Fire Rescue and the expansion. Mm-hmm. And what we didn't know until we hung out is we both bought this expansion and had no idea that the expansion was something that we made up in our minds. So we obviously didn't make it up in our minds, but we were like theory crafting the idea of like, oh, hey, wouldn't it be cool if like it was a two story game, this, that, and the other thing. And we opened the expansion. We're like, oh my God. It's a two story game. This is everything we've ever wanted. <laughs> the expansion is literally the second story. <laughs> so it, it's uh, it's cool. Um, but David, David hit really well at J&J's. I don't think either of us bought anything at Good Time Games. It was kind of a disappointment. No, I mean, I J&J, got, uh, I got um, a few things. I got flashpoints i bought a few of those exit games um two of them because uh i was staying at my brother and sister-in-law's place and they had never played those games before so i picked some of those up uh to play with them and and to give them i got a game called cryo um it is a pretty interesting concept um now mind you i'm going to post pictures of all of these games on our instagram so that people can kind of see what we're talking about but uh uh, cryo is uh, like a worker placement game. It says tensions mount aboard your colony ship. An anonymous act of sabotage goes awry and the ship plummets to a frozen uncharted planet before the sun sets and the temperature drops. You must gather what you can from the wreckage, rescue your crew and escape to safety underground. Uh, it's got like a lot of cool uh, little plastic miniatures and stuff like that. It was a great deal. It was really like 60 bucks down to 20. And so I'm like, you know what? Why not? So yeah, why it's not? 
because uh, every time we go there, Sean always uh, bugs me about, you know, walking back and forth, <laughs> spending an hour just like looking at all the same games. But hey, this time we didn't spend that much time in there because I think the uh, especially the clearance section, there was enough variety in there of stuff that I hadn't seen before that I'm like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to get this. And and I have some ideas for the next time we go there. If they're still there, we also had a hard stop on time. Which was something we didn't expect into that it? day. We had we had to go pick up my other half, so we knew oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah, we had to right. be a specific place by like six o'clock. So our adventure literally spanned over six hours. But um, where things got really interesting and spicy for David is we ventured into Guelph and started making our way through what I like to call Thrift Store Alley. So it's like a, a section mm-hmm. of Silver Creek Parkway where it's like there's a, a Goodwill, then a Value Village, then a Habitat for Human, all the or not Habitat, uh, Salvation Army. So all three of those things are there. And David ends up with like a full. Was it the escape room you bought there? It was uh, the, the exit or not the exit. The um, well, no, it was the es- escape room. The game that was at the Value Village. That was at Value Guelph. Village in yeah. Guelph. Um, it was like ten dollars. I took a I took a gamble on it because uh, there's too much stuff in there. I kind of took a quick glance on the like the the condition of everything. It looked like most of the things were there, um, but for ten bucks, and someone had bought two of the expansions uh, unopened in there. So got that. Um, what else did I get from? I didn't get anything else from there. No, I think I was going to buy something and then like I hemmed and hawed too long and I put it down. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, then we went to Salvation Army. And you picked up something there, too. Called Zombies, yeah, for $3. Yeah. And so this was the... Uh, and this one was a real gamble because I'm like, hey, for 3 bucks, whatever. If You know, 3 bucks is 3 bucks. It's not that big of a deal. But uh, I couldn't open the game or anything like that. It was taped shut. Um, this is a game from, I don't know, early 2000s, but I've always seen it. And I've always been like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm kind of interested in it. Uh, you are these, like, survivors and trying to get away from uh, zombie hordes. But, like, the map, you build the, the tiles up that way. And so we got back to your place later in the evening. And uh, I, I took everything out and I counted all the things. And it had all these, like, extra stuff with it. Like, it was complete. Turns out that it was, like, the the collector's edition or the director's cut, which came with like extra zombie minifigures and a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so again, got that game for three bucks. That was a steal. Um, we got like a whole bunch of stuff, actually. Like, I think we really uh, lucked out. I really lucked out at uh, J&J's, but unfortunately we, uh, we didn't go to um, 401 games because Sean went there earlier without me. That's all right. But we did go to, uh, a micro play that was kind of disappointing. I mean, I wouldn't say it was like disappointing, but it was just like, I mean, my my conundrum was that I know that I was going on a little trip afterwards through the states back home, right? So, and I was going to hit up some stores there. Um, I knew I was going to be buying a three D printer, so I didn't want to like spend all my all my cash. Uh, you know, during our adventures, but also I was limited with the car space. So I had to be careful. Um, 
But like, what, there's a few 100%. things I would have. There's a few things I would have bought, and actually, I I kind of regret not picking up uh, Yakuza Ishin, which is uh, it's a uh, a fairly it's it's a remake of a, an older Yakuza game, but it takes place in like old Japan, um, and Microplay had it for like forty bucks, and so. I haven't seen it for for that price anywhere else since, but I mean it'll go on sale again. But my issue with that microplay was it's. I think the employees there are now much like some of the employees at other game stores. There's either game store owners or play um, that like want to communicate with you, want to talk to you, ask you if you need any help, and there's others that just sit there and play video games or just do whatever they want, and mm-hmm. they could not have cared if we were in the store, and that yeah. was disappointing. Yeah. However, David and I then discovered the probably best gaming store we've been in a long time. Well, yes and no. Like it was it, it was, was great. Stocked. It was stocked. The experience that we had there was actually really awesome. They had a lot of uh, a lot of stuff, but some of the prices was like yeah, it was all over the place. I mean, they had thirty thousand dollars for Clay Fighter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're but, we're talking uh, uh, about a store called Brody's Gaming in Guelph. Um, if you haven't checked it out, check it out. They asked us if we could shout them out, so we will. They were the first store over probably seventy stores that you and I have checked for Rock Band Three, and they had it. Mm-hmm. And I blew my wad a little early because yeah, yeah, I, I, it, it cost me probably $5 total. I knew the market value of the game is still about 70 to $80 on eBay or like, like, and that's including shipping to get it to you. A lot of people sell the game for 60 to $70. I got it at 50, which was fair. Mm-hmm. I thought that was not bad. Um, but we could have got it for probably less, but so, so here's well, but how much more or how much less would I have gotten it for when you and I found the same game the day later for 40 bucks? You could have got it for 40 bucks, <laughs> right? So here's here's what happened though. So we go in there and you know, the guys greet us right away, it was awesome. And uh, Sean was like, okay, well, let's like take a look for uh, Rock Band. And so we were gonna look through there, and I just I was like, hey, do you guys got any copies of Rock Band 3? for xbox 360 and they're like oh yeah i think we have one so they go over to a section of the the shelf there and they're all kind of looking in and i see it like right away i'm like it's right there third shelf in the bottom on the right hand side and they find it it's in like mint condition it's actually like looks brand new uh but it wasn't priced so they're like, okay, let's uh, take a look at the price and stuff like that. And this is where Sean starts telling them, he's like, oh, I've been looking ever for this game. Like, this is the special edition I one know, that you can, I... like, you can, you can connect a hard drive and play whatever song you want, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so Fuck all myself, like, man. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he's like, it's so hard to find. We've been looking everywhere for it. And so then the guy's like, oh, okay, well, then I'm like, uh, you just. You just totally. He's like, how's 50 bucks? And I was like, look, I said to David, I was like, look, I told myself I wouldn't pay more than 60. So I thought I won. And then I'm not saying you didn't win. You you totally did. Right. Like for the the condition of that game. Oh, they could have charged me way more. They could have. Right. But I think they also knew that you you weren't going to pay more than. 
I think they also knew that if we had a good experience, we would come back not to do anything with the podcast because we're not big enough to influence people going there. We are uh, a very moderate size podcast. We're aware of that. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. We love our listeners very much and we'd love to get more of them. But what I think they did, which was so integral is what that place in Toronto did originally for us is they got us talking. They got us interested in a lot of stuff. They were making us laugh. We were making them laugh. We had some good chats. They knew some of the people in the game that we know. And they made the experience so good that it was it was a phenomenal experience to be in that store. Sure, yeah, did, I lose, did I lose on that deal? Yeah, only because for the game that we couldn't find forever, we found the very next day for $10 less. Yeah, but which is upsetting. That's right. But. But you know what the funniest thing is? So I was I've been looking for a, a Dreamcast controller. This is this is where I, I think like their their business model is kind of was, was maybe a little flawed because we were talking to uh, one of the owners and he said that he has uh, like six thousand square foot uh, like storage unit, like warehouse filled with gaming merchandise and video games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we saw was just a fraction of it. So. Uh, on one of the the walls there, they had a very good condition original Dreamcast controller, and I've been looking for one for a while. So I asked him how much it how much it was because it wasn't priced. And the one guy was like, "Oh, I I, I can't sell that." I'm like, "Why?" Like you got it there. He's like, "Well, I uh, I have a Dreamcast with no controller." So I mean, like I'd have to give that with the I'd have to give that with the uh, with the Dreamcast, and I'm like. Well, why would you have it on the wall separately? Have it's, it in in the in the case with the Dreamcast console, right? So people know. So I was just like, okay, well, how about I buy the controller and you throw the Dreamcast in with it, right? Uh, you know, they got a good laugh from that, but it was just kind of like, if why would you display something separately if you're going to not sell it separately, right? Like, I, yeah, that's kind of I agree. That kind of uh, rubbed me the wrong way, but. I mean, like it's it's their business. They they could have made a sale on that, and uh, you know, for for someone that says that they have six thousand square feet of of warehouse storage warehouse, you know, they don't have another Dreamcast controller in there. Well, uh, that, they that also they sell, did but... say, which also you're right. This is kind of the irky part. Is he's like, yeah, we probably have five or six controllers in the back. We just haven't cleaned them and make sure they work. Okay, yeah, so, so like... which one is it? Yeah, so it's like I, I, I could have. They could have made an extra. I would have. I would have paid forty bucks for a controller, for a good condition original Dreamcast controller. Yeah, I would have. I would have easily dropped forty bucks on that just to, just to say you did have one. Yeah, just to have one, right? But other than that, though, it was a, uh, it was a great experience there. Like I think we both left. Like, like you got your game, but I think, uh, even if we didn't buy anything, the fact that they you know, talk to us, showed us some of their, like their special items. Uh, I make it sound like they showed us their, <laughs> Hey, come yeah. to the back. Let me show you this. No, but uh, they had a, like a, a graded copy of clay fighter for N64. Um, Which was pretty like- spectacular, but he also had a copy of little Samson and stadium series or yeah. stadium, stadium game, Sta- stadium, stadium, stadium event or something like that. Yeah. But I was like, oh, with the pad. He's like, buddy, with the pad. 
It's like, okay. They also, did you notice they had Sony Walkmans, like the tape cassette Sony yep. Walkman that was yep. waterproof? I was like, that's yeah. fucking sick. Yeah. But they wanted 119 for that. I was like, how many people have cassette players? I know. Or Truly, like I would buy one for just the radio. Plug it into a, like a an ox and you have radio at the beach. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. I, mean, I guess. You're but not using your cell phone. Who listens to the radio anymore? Uh, me sometimes. Too many commercials. We've been listening to a lot of radio trying to win Taylor Swift tickets. Oh, that's yeah. A whole that's other true. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that concludes day two. Then David pissed me off day three. Well, see, this is just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, this is just Sean being. being Salty? Uh, L- he's Sean's got LBS with this. Low, lower, lower back strain. L- little bitch syndrome. <laughs> okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Everyone, listen in. Listen in. It's it's Uncle Sean here. So my friend David, my good friend David, goes, "Hey man, I want to go to this store uh, because they have this specific game that I want to buy." I'm like, "Yeah, David. You know what? As as your best man, I'll do that for you." And he's like, "Oh, thanks, man." So we drive and we get in the car and we get up early and we first stop off at RetroQuest which now went from like our four out of five rating to like a two out of five rating. That store yeah, sucks. Yeah. Now. They like didn't even acknowledge our existence when we walked in. And, and the Ecto one is still there and still overpriced for what it is. And it's broken, but like, it's no longer that hodgepodge store where you could like look over the counter and see everything's like cleaned up to the point. It's a museum. And I hated that. Hated mm-hmm. that a lot. Anyways, we end up going to this board game store and David, I find the game for him. I'm like, hey, man, I found your game. And he's really excited. But he also found another game. Okay, hold on. You did not. You were not like, hey, man, I found your game. I was like, hey, man, here's your game. It was really like literally right there. Yeah, I found it. (laughs) I was more excited about it than you were, (laughs) which is the worst part because David turns around and buys a different fucking game. I was like, we drove all the way here. And do you think I stopped there? No, I told everybody. I was like, David wastes my fucking time. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, in my defense, one, I still bought a Star Wars game. So it's like pretty much the same thing. Okay. And two, the game that I bought was on my wedding registry. So I, you know, kind of had to buy it (laughs) for himself. He could have been like, hey, this is on my registry. Will you buy this? I would have been like, sure. Why not? I I wouldn't do that to you anyways and three the game was like ten dollars cheaper than anywhere else i still hate you for it so obviously i'm going to buy the game that i've wanted for a while that i have found for like 10 bucks cheaper and i have it in my hands right versus a game that i could really get anywhere at the same same price point or or order it online from the same store for the same price like it's not that big of a Sean's just being a little bitter, but I I still left with a game. You know what? You could could be more upset if we went and I didn't buy anything. True. I'm also upset at the fact that Board Game Bliss is now lame. Oh, it is. It's super lame. So years ago, we went into Board Game Bliss and it was like, it was a a a utopia. It was it was massive, but there you could peruse their entire stock. It was like four one games, really. Like they had stuff everywhere. Uh, you could we found some like really good deals there. Uh, they moved to a new location, 
And now it's more of a, a, they have a very small storefront and then they have some tables for like, uh, you know, you can play games there and stuff like that. But it was just like, it, 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 it didn't give us the, the feeling that we were welcome to kind of like just spend a lot of time perusing. Mind you, it was small. We couldn't really do that either. Right. Like, but, uh, I mean, I still got a game. So that's all that matters. Yeah, I'm proud of you for that. That was pretty much the end of our adventure. We did some some stuff and then we made it back to um, your very first trivia. And that was a good time. We uh, we had a lot of fun. I do on the topic of Value Village, though, I want to quickly ask you a question. Um. Do you think now, because there's so many TikToks and Instagrams and what have you, with all these people trying to flip stuff, do you think thrifting is now inflated because of the economy and no longer thrifty? Absolutely. I think it's just so it's so weird now. I don't like it. And I think uh, I think thrift stores are kind of getting uh, savvy to the value of things. Or they're they're trying to take advantage, or or they don't understand the value of things, and they price things higher than they than they are, right? Like, um, like there's people that literally go to thrift stores like first things in the morning to see like the new stuff that they've they've put out, so they can they can flip it. Now, I I do have to say though, we did go to uh, one value village. I honestly have no clue where it was. It was like northern GTA, like towards Vaughn or like North York. And it was loaded. There was so much stuff. I saw two PlayStation 3s, a Wii U, a Wii, an Xbox 360, an HD DVD player, which I was not allowed to buy. (laughs) If it had the remote, I totally would have bought it. But here's the thing. They had all these consoles and they weren't priced horribly. Like the PS3s were like 40 bucks. The Wii U was like 40 bucks. The Wii, I think, was like $15. If that Wii U was 40 bucks, that would have been worth purchasing just to, to jailbreak. But here's the problem, though. There's, you don't know. There's no, there is no gamepad with it. Oh, so it's just a Wii useless. <laughs> yeah, it was Wii useless. So they had all the stuff on the sh- on like on the the electronic shelves. You know how like a lot of times they have that stuff under the ca- yeah. like, behind the counter, and they have like the cables and stuff like that. Well, I was browsing the cable wall, and I noticed that they were pricing like the power bar or the power adapter for the Wii U separately, and the uh, the sensor bar separately, and like a whole bunch of stuff. So it's like this value that's village. Crafty. Like- that's fucked, but that's crafty. Right. So it's like, okay, well, one, you have to, if you're going to buy the system, you have to hope that you can find the rest of the console stuff uh, just lying around. Like for the PlayStation, it's not that big of a deal because really, you know, HDMI cables are pretty cheap yeah. and you just need like the two prong AC uh, power cord. But yeah, for like the Nintendo stuff, like that's like proprietary stuff that if you, if they don't have it there, you're going to be searching elsewhere for it. But I mean, I could have bought that stuff and I, I, I kind of regret not buying the uh, HD DVD player uh, for for our listeners. They're like, the fuck is HD DVD? Uh, it was from the early 2000s, 
when uh, Blu-ray and or I guess Sony and Microsoft were like the big players uh, released their high def uh, optical media. And uh, I adopted HD DVD because <laughs> I actually started getting that stuff when uh, it was all like going the way of the Dodo. So I got them all for like super cheap, but I have like well over a hundred HD DVD movies and my uh, player might eventually die. And I've always been looking for another one, but I missed out. I wasn't allowed to buy this one because, you know, she who should not be named said that it was dirty. I'm like, we're in a value village. Everything's dirty. <laughs> should we call her Mrs. She who should not be named now? No, no, that's t- too much. That's t- too much of a title. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my final thought on the value village is I thought I hit the lottery. I, we were in Welland. I've never been in. They just opened a brand new value village. And I'm telling you, like, this that Brantford one we went into is small compared to the one we went into in Welland. Wow. Very, very large. Anyways, I thought I hit the jackpot because we found a bunch of brand new lightsabers, like toy plastic lightsabers that expanded out. Mm-hmm. There was an Anakin Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader. Um, fuck, there was like two other ones. And we were like, why are these all $5.99? This makes no sense. Because they were my, in someone's butt. My other half digging through, <laughs> trying to find all the other ones. Oh, there was a Qui-Gon Jinn one. And oh, then yeah. we discovered that they were lightsaber add-ons. So they screwed into the opposite side of another lightsaber so you could have a dual one. So it didn't actually have any like battery thing or anything. We are like, fuck. We honestly uh, thought they were called Blade Builders. Oh, we yeah. We honestly yeah. thought we found... Um, a couple hundred dollars worth of lightsabers because we're all brand new and there was like a box of them and That's we were crazy. like five ninety nine each we should just buy these and sell them but then we were like we don't have any of the pieces with it so even if I tried to flip them on like eBay or something it'd be like 20-30 bucks yeah so, I don't know I guess we should do a little bit of like news stuff Um, I guess so yeah, do, do people want to hear about Microsoft and Activision yeah, because that's all we ever talk about. Microsoft has sold off Activision's. Like they're they're going to, or they're going to rent it out. It's very not clear. Well, because like the, the the acquisition of Activision Blizzard hasn't been completed, right? So like they're still going in the process of finalizing the purchase of Activision Blizzard. Um, but yeah, so go on. Um. The the long and short of it is the biggest thing that is stopping or holding up the deal is what is happening with the cloud services in the UK. And Microsoft, I think, has found a clever loophole around it. And there's no details that I've seen yet as to whether it's all cloud services that Activision provides or just the UK EU ones. But they are selling that off to Ubisoft. So if Activision already didn't have enough server problems, they're now actually going to go to a worse <laughs> entity for all their cloud stuff. But Ubisoft's cloud services are actually fairly good. And this also lets Sony have a little bit of the pie. So if you guys have been paying attention, PlayStation Plus has a Ubisoft Plus component to it, which means if there's a cloud gaming um, product that is from Activision, it will now be part of that Ubisoft portal if this all goes through. Again, not sure whether or not it's EU UK only or EU UK NA. If it's NA, then that's pretty sweet because that's going to give a little bit of 
hope to uh, those PlayStation users who are still pretty upset uh, about the Activision deal. Now, it's obviously not going to include Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. It's going to include things like Overwatch. <laughs> like It's not going to be anything important. And I think that's going to be the big thing that kind of comes out of this. Like you might see Blizzard stuff, but you're not going to see Starfield as uh, an an ex uh, an exponent or a component of this deal. You're not going to see that kind of stuff. What you're going to see is like the little cloud stuff and all the mobile games that they were all pissed off about. You're not. You might see like Plants vs. No, that's a, uh, EA, isn't it? I'm trying to think of the games that they do have on cloud that is going to be like the biggest hindrance, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. But so uh, I'm going to explain a little bit more on this. Like, so just a few days ago, Microsoft uh, released in their uh, on the on their official website um, pretty much what their plans are to um, effectively acknowledge the uh, blockade, so to speak, of their merger in the UK. Um, So essentially, they are going to be uh, executing an agreement effective at the closing of their merger that transfers the cloud streaming rights for all current and new Activision Blizzard PC and console games released over the next 15 years to Ubisoft Entertainment SA. So pretty much like they're still going to be releasing, like they're still going to be getting all of the money from the games and stuff like that. But all that means is that Ubisoft is going to be uh, the entity that's in charge of releasing and managing um, the cloud streaming service for those games. So I'm very curious to how that will work in regards to Activision games released on Game Pass. Because... I guess Ubisoft Plus is included in Game Pass. Right? Is it also on Game Pass? Because I know it's on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, no, I think it's part of... Uh, or maybe it's not. I don't know. But uh, if it isn't, um, you have to take a look. But I'm if literally it, firing on my Xbox while we If talk. it isn't, I'm, I, I'm curious how that will work. Because um, if... And, and we'll find out. This is a beauty of modern technology we can (laughs) do this stuff as we're recording if it is not part of game pass then that would essentially block uh game pass subscribers from streaming uh any games that come on uh, on game pass because the beauty of game pass is that you can stream stream those games um, as well as download them but they would have to have probably some sort of uh, agreement that um they they can't stream any of the Activision Blizzard games, but can you imagine trying to stream uh, Call of Duty, playing that online? Oh, it would be like playing Call of Duty Mobile, yeah. which is exactly what would happen. My Xbox is updated, so now Game Pass is in a weird spot. Oh, I know the the new it the new uh, dashboard looks super clean, but I have no idea where anything is. I missed my Game Pass. There it is. Um, so we're looking for Ubisoft, right? Yeah, just like some Ubisoft games. Um, I'm pretty sure um, there is. Yeah, Ubisoft is on here, so it's on both products then. So that's not bad. Okay, well then I stand corrected. It won't it won't affect Game Pass uh, players ever at all. Yeah, I don't see anything that would 
hinder it. But I also like I know the difference between the two is Game Pass has EA Play built in. It does. And I'm pretty sure um, PlayStation Plus has the other. And if I'm also correct, that would mean games like, yeah, it doesn't. Oh, it does. It's EA Plus and or EA Play and Ubisoft Plus. There's now a tab that takes it all the way to the top. Um, it says play award-winning titles. Oh, nope, you have to subscribe to it. So there's your difference, guys. That's crazy. We're we're learning on the fly. But uh, crazy. That, yeah, so I, I'm curious. <laughs> I'll be curious to see how that uh, pans out for 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 Game Pass. Uh, subscribers so i mean the only way that uh microsoft could get around that is to either next thing we're going to see is there's going to be uh ubisoft plus is going to be included with game pass or like i said they're going to make it so that activision blizzard games aren't eligible for cloud gaming you have to download them yeah i mean not that big of a deal we're, we're we're also looking at the fact that sony fans are still so upset about this and Starfield that they're just having the worst time ever. And Starfield is being review bombed by people who don't even have review copies because that's unfortunately the way the cookie crumbles these days. Mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm sheerly disappointed in the fact that this is a happening and B what's the motivation why are you so butthurt? Like, are you trying to drop the value of the game so it comes over to PlayStation to to save it? Because we've seen over the last two months games that have been released on PlayStation and then on Xbox get better ratings on Xbox. I I understand that you're upset. And like, mm-hmm. I'll even say like somebody in my life is very upset about it. And it's like, I don't even care about this game, blah, blah, blah. But I'll get it for PC. This is a phenomenon that doesn't happen for Microsoft. And now it does. And it's awesome. But my or Sony tried to buy this game to do the exact same thing. And we oh, know yes. This. Yeah, absolutely. So. I think, uh, and actually I, I've read some articles and stuff like that. Apparently uh, a lot of people are selling their PlayStation and like trading them in to get uh, Xbox just to play Starfield. Which is hilarious. Which is so funny. Um let me tell you, though, folks, I managed to pick up uh, for a rather good price the Starfield Xbox Series X controller. And uh, I was telling Sean, I was showing Sean before we recorded, uh, this is actually such a nice looking controller. Uh, the pictures don't do it justice. Um, it is as much as I love the uh, 20th anniversary Xbox controller, this is uh by far my favorite controller the transparent triggers on this controller just look so good um and i'm very curious to see if these because like on the markings on the controller if you you guys can look at pictures and stuff like that there's like uh uh, like decals of things as like throttle power distribution cam dat target mode scan so my guess and i'm hoping that those buttons are actually like that's like the default control scheme for the game which is which would be pretty cool um but yeah this is a a sweet controller i'm so happy i got it and you know what the nice thing is playstation users don't get a special edition playstation controller for starfield no but they have the ragnarok one which is so sick 
that that God of War controller might be one of the nicest controllers I've ever seen. And like, I also have the Gears of War special edition controller, and it's pretty sick. You so know, like, I've never seen the uh, Ragnarok controller in person. Oh, yeah, because I, I gave it as a gift. But yeah. you finally got to play with my my special PlayStation controller. Uh, yeah, a little bit. Actually, I, I've, I've played around with it, but uh, I mean, there's really I've, no difference. No, I I, I think uh, I like the weight of it. That's a nice thing. Like the one thing I like about the Elite controller is that it's got like a good weight to it. Um, but uh, yeah, if I ever if I ever see the uh, PlayStation, what's it called? The I don't know the PlayStation Elite controller, um, PlayStation Pro controller, I think something like that. Uh, I will definitely pick it up if it gets on if it goes on sale. Uh, why not? Um, yeah, it's just called the Pro controller. Yeah, uh, the Dual Sense Edge. Oh, Dual Sense Edge. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, I would definitely pick that up. Uh, I think uh, it would definitely the one. That's the one thing I really like about like the elite controller is like the you can adjust like the uh the triggers right for like you can turn them yeah. to what are they called hair triggers or something like that hair trigger yeah so you can like i think it has a, a long a medium and a short yeah and i really like that for um you know shooters and stuff like that but i'm yeah. uh I, I like I like the controller, but I'm also very interested in picking up the Spider-Man DualSense controller. That thing looks sick. Oh yeah, I did see the uh, new Spider-Man edition, uh, the PS5. That's a pretty sweet s- system. Should design. I trade in my current PS5 for it? I mean, if I could, I would. Then you would just have another one. No, I, um, I would. Ha- <laughs> That's, that's the whole point of trading in a system. You get rid of one to get another one. Just in this absolute jumble of an episode. And again, guys, we apologize. We just wanted to catch up and kind of let you guys know what was going on in our lives. We wanted to talk a little bit of Star Wars. Now, we're obviously not going to talk a ton of Ahsoka because uh, A, that's not cool. B, we understand and respect everything. But before I go further, I want to let you know Fan Expo is coming up in Toronto in a few weeks time, uh, actually on the long weekend. And Hayden Christensen uh, released this statement. Hayden Christensen's panel will no longer proceed as uh, as scheduled this weekend. He wants to be able to answer all of your Star Wars questions, but cannot during the SAG after strike. He'll still be at Fan Expo Canada autographing and taking photos and looking forward to meeting with his fans. If you purchased any ticket for an evening with Hayden, you will receive an automatic refund. Oh, that sucks. But yeah. it's understandable. But the only thing that he shouldn't be allowed to talk about would be Ahsoka, according to the rules of SAG-AFTRA. So it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think I think also good on him. It's this strike is hurting conventions. This strike pretty much crippled parts of D twenty three. Nobody's excited about like um, Loki the marvels anything because everybody's so afraid everything's on pins and needles people don't want to release things right now and the thing is is like a lot of a lot of outlets aren't talking about that stuff either right like there's there's reviews aren't coming out and a whole bunch of stuff right so i feel know, for the actors in all honesty oh yeah and you know i like uh, like we had mentioned a few episodes ago like we totally agree that you know actors and actresses and people who make and work on these TV shows and movies, like they should be paid 
they should be compensated properly for the work that they do, right? So uh, we, we still 100% support all of them, what they're doing. We are going to talk a little bit about Ahsoka, but not in depth. One, Sean hasn't seen it yet, which is okay. I'll uh, let it slide because it just came out this week and it's a two, it was a two episode uh, premiere. And between those two episodes, it's about an hour and 45 minutes of time, which is pretty mm-hmm. solid. Um, but Sean, you've heard uh, some, some, I don't know, maybe troubling information about uh, Ahsoka. I, I now do believe that for this is this is how i feel and like again i might actually not watch the series until it's all done like all complete but i asked uh, a friend of mine if they watched it the other night and they said yeah but did you watch clone wars or rebels i was like not entirely they're like oh then you're not gonna get it so riddle me this because this is a conundrum that disney and disney plus has now created you want to build a Star Wars universe that is accessible to all. And you've really wanted to build a Star Wars universe around Daisy Ridley. And why can't I think Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka? So you obviously know that you can't do anything with Natalie Portman anymore. Unless you do a prequel and somehow age her backwards, which is also not possible. Um, and Princess Leia, unfortunately, Carrie Fisher has passed away, right? So mm-hmm. two of your four Star Wars princesses or two of your three Star Wars princesses are gone. And Ahsoka's just a, she's not really like a royalty member or anything. She's just a Jedi. Mm-hmm. My concern is if you have not finished the cartoons which are not always for everybody because you grow up and like we, we mentioned this with Eric, um, you grow up and eventually you're too old for cartoons, right? You're too old. Maybe you don't like anime. Maybe you're too old for that. Or you're just, you're told that you're too old for cartoons. Mm-hmm. So you have to watch them like alone late at night when no one secret. And if it's yeah, not no family one... guy or the Simpsons, it's not cool. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. So, I, for one, never really watched The Clone Wars, not because I didn't think it would. Actually, I honestly didn't think it was cool at the time. I've always loved the Star Wars movies. I've never really cared about the cartoons. And David's tried very desperately to get me into the cartoons. But you know what? I was I was the same way. Like, I knew that The Clone Wars was was running when it was being actively produced and releasing. Yeah. Um, but I never like it was always like it was like one of those things that's like, oh, this animation style like is very kiddie. Like they make these shows for for kids. Right. But it yeah. wasn't until just a few years ago that I and, and this was after season seven, like after like the 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 TV broadcast of it ended and then Disney made another season for Disney Plus. It wasn't until after that came out that I really started watching it. And again, you pandemic like, watched it. I did. And even then, like the first few seasons was like, this is a a really, it it started off as a kid's show, but then as it went on, it got a little bit more darker and, and, and addressed more like adult themes in the star Wars universe to the point where the final season, like honestly, like if you could watch like a recap or like a, like a Cole's note version of like the first like five seasons and then just watch season six and seven, 
you'd be golden like with how amazing clone wars is but again like you said it's it's not a show that i think a lot of adults who grew up with star wars have watched and even star wars rebels which came out after clone wars the animation style was way different and again it was way more cartoony it was way more childish again and again the first uh the first season of that was kind of like eh, whatever it's very kiddie but then it got very good and honestly rebels is is so good but so back back to the conundrum here is if you never watch the cartoons yet you're trying to sell this disney because now it's a disney heroine it's not just a star wars heroine it's a disney star wars heroine mm-hmm. you're trying to sell rosario dawson who isn't your traditional um like princess figure like people always look at ahsoka's hair or headpiece is that mm-hmm. her hair is that or is it just part of her head it's part of her head yeah so yeah people look at her she's different how are you selling this to a bunch of new star wars fans how are you selling this to a bunch of little girls how are you selling this to people who want a story this is the first time I've felt absolutely alienated by a Star Wars property because everybody I have talked to in the last 48 hours has said, and I quote, did you watch Clone Wars? Did you watch Rebels? If you didn't, you're not going to understand large chunks of the episodes. Mm -hmm. Well, fuck me, right? Because the Mandalorian didn't have that. That was a brand new story. Andor didn't have that, even though... To some people, including myself, it was kind of a boring series. And that's okay. Not everybody's going to love everything they do. Look at the Disney Marvel yeah, um, yeah. slate, right? Boba like Fett. Even, even I told you, like when uh, uh, you told me that you didn't watch uh, Ahsoka, and I was like, that's okay. The show is good, but you'll be lost on a lot of things. And, so, and this is the one thing that uh, I think they do something really good with, with the beginning of Ahsoka is they take it it's very cinematic it feels like the start of a star wars movie which is actually so good you don't have to watch you don't have to understand anything uh in relation to star wars rebels or clone wars to understand or or to feel like this is a star wars show it 100 percent feels more like a star wars show than book of boba fett did than andor did and then even to an extent, the Mandalorian, this feels more of a classic star Wars movie or cinematic universe, but that's the one thing that stood out throughout this whole, the whole first two episodes when we were watching it is that, you know, I watched uh, rebels and I became very invested in the story and the characters and they had amazing stories and characters in that series. But this is literally, and I'm pretty sure Dave Fellini had even uh, pretty much said that this is essentially season five of Star Wars Rebels. So it has all the same characters. They have, uh, they have all the same characters from Rebels. And as someone who has seen it, I understood what was going on. But for someone who like Sean, who has not watched Rebels or anything like that, I feel like there's too much of a connection to that series for you to really be able to understand and enjoy the connections uh, or like the the characters. So do I lose my Star Wars license? What do you mean? 
like, do I lose my Star Wars card because I never finished those cartoons? It's uh, like, I, I, are I'm, you really like? I'm sorry. I'm very, I, I've got, I'm very curious as to like when you do watch it. I'm I'm very curious to see how you uh, feel about the series and the show versus my opinion on it because like a lot of times like we either have uh like very similar opinions on on shows um or like very polarizing like you thought that andor was pretty boring and i thought by you know the third or fourth episode it really picked up and it ended up being a, a great series right um there was one good episode where i was like this is the best and that was it which one was that one uh, the one where they like they completed the heist. Oh yeah, that like, was where they, they they like followed through with their whole plan. I was like, yeah. that is so fun. Yeah, but even uh, the Mandalorian season three sucked. Yeah, it was very kind of like lackluster and all that stuff. So I'm very curious to see how when you end up watching Ahsoka, um, your opinions per episode, and and I almost want to hear what you think per episode as well when you watch them because, um. Do you want me to do a watch it and review it blind? Because I will do that and I can like record my thoughts again one seg after it's done. But we can we can try and make that as kind of a, a content piece. But I'm going to be honest with you. My interest level is very low. And I think I think in part that is due to everyone telling you that, like, if you haven't watched Clone Wars or, or Rebels, that you're not going to you're not going to get it. And yeah, it's unfortunate. 100%. It's unfortunate because there's a lot of stuff that kind of carries over from Rebels that like are like the the droid. And I'm just like this is not really a spoiler. You could you could Again, look online. Let's, let's no, no, no. Stay this away is, from the show. No, no. But I just want to say like the droid. There's jokes. If you look at memes, he's like commits war crimes essentially, right? But if you don't understand like the history from him, then you're not going to get the jokes that they they throw in this. So there's little things like that that carry o- over. It's it's I don't know. Like I said, I'm I'm interested to see how you uh, feel about it because. Um, I'm actually kind of excited to see how you feel about it because you might actually be able to enjoy it in a different way than say I do, right? Because I'm going to be making and looking for those connections to those series that I've watched. Whereas you're not going to have any of that and you're going to take it as fate at face value. So we will, we will discuss the star Wars extended universe as soon as we're allowed to. Now, David, I do have one question for you before we go, because I know we're we're getting back into the swing of things. People are probably like, well, these two morons shut up. Let's get to some content next week already. But what if there was a Star Wars what if? Would you watch that? There. Oh, yeah, there. I guess there wasn't. There was Tales of the Jedi. But that so, was like all canon stuff. But yeah, I would watch a what if. It's like, what if Anakin survived? What if Luke saved Vader? What and, if Luke turned to the dark side? Yeah, what if? You could do, like, if they did a Mar- or like a, a Star Wars version of what if, like they did with Marvel. And what if might have been one of my favorite series. There was like one episode that kind of hit weird. But like, I have Infinity Ultron in my PC. That's how much I love that series. It was very well animated. The stories all kind of like they all made a lot of sense. They had um, animated versions of real scenes from different movies, which was also fantastic. Mm -hmm. 
Like the Doctor Strange cool. one still plays kind of like fuck you with my memory, and it's so great. I th- I think what made that also really cool is that they were they were separate stories, but then they managed to connect them all just a little bit. Right at Especially the end. at the very end, yeah. Yeah. Which honestly, without anything, we don't know what's gonna happen with Marvel. There's so many things going on. There's so many things in our lives right now that are super up and down. And it's okay. We're gonna do this. We're gonna make it through this this strike. We're gonna make it through gaming. David and I actually spent a lot of time while we were together focusing on what we're going to do for you guys we uh mm-hmm. should we spoil the series that we want to run or do yeah, we want to like get no, a little no, bit no. Let's, let's get some uh it's in the works like don't worry don't mind you uh f- folks at home this is like the cole's nose this is like a rough like this is uh chicken scratch ideas that we have we are going to be working them uh in more detail but Go ahead, this Sean. One, this Tell one is conceptualized to the point we are committed to it. So as you guys know, David and I have revived the idea of Three Men and a Meeple, but it's no longer going to be Three Men and a Meeple. Seen on screen is going to do exactly what our intro says. We're going to talk about anything that's on your screen or a board game, right? Or your next tabletop adventure. Kitchen table game. And what's better than a tabletop adventure with your friends in the realm of Dungeons and Dragons. Now, for some of our our eagle-eared listeners, as David likes to say, um, you might remember that myself, Sean, has never once played Dungeons and Dragons. And that, my friends, is going to change. We are going to do a series, which will be, be released, I think, once a month? Or is the plan something like that? I don't that? know. We, we, we're playing an idea with like every two weeks, once a month. We got to see what works best. But short episodes, as well as our current episodes, that are going to explore character building, character decisions. There's going to be an intro series to the world of Dungeons and Dragons because you could be like me. You could be in your 30s and have never played the game, but you question people in high school for playing it. And you question David for playing it all the time. And you've never, you've always been interested, but you've never really known if you could do it or not. Mm-hmm. And like, I have other friends who play. Maybe I want to just take my character to their house and hang out on an adventure. Hopefully right. not die. We've been in touch with somebody who's going to DM with us. They're, David and this person are going to walk me through the steps from start to finish of a small journey. We're going to build the character. We're going to explain how everything works. And this is going to be Dungeons and Dragons 101. And it's going to be an exciting adventure. I'm super stoked for it. Um, I was told I'm not allowed to become obsessive with it from my other half. <laughs> because the problem, the problem is I do have a very addictive personality. And the biggest concern is me collecting a bunch of stuff. I was like, the thing with D&D, though, is that... Uh, the things that you would collect would be like figurine, not even the figurines, right? Like they're just like miniatures and stuff like that. But like, it's because it's a tabletop game that you play with your friends and, and sure people do use miniatures and set stuff up. And like, you've seen pictures and I've probably posted stuff on our Instagram in the past when I've played of like our table and, and whatnot. But a lot of people just play just with nothing. 
right? Like they just sit at a table and talk and and, and do the adventures that way. Um, if you're like into DMing and, and creating your own adventures, then yeah, there's a lot of books and resources to buy. But I think this is probably one of the safer uh, hobbies to get into <laughs> if you have a significant other that's afraid of you like spending a lot of money on stuff. Um, I think maybe I guess you could spend a lot of money on different dice sets. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I I bought a bag of dice from AliExpress or Amazon or something like that. It came with like 20 sets of dice for like, I don't know, it was like $12. So I'm 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 good for my dice. But uh, no, it'll be really good. Uh, we are we are in the process of kind of like working out the, the minor details of things. But uh, like Sean said, He's never played D&D before. He's wanted to for quite some time. Every single time I talk about, you know, my D&D games, he always kind of like his ears perk up a little bit. And he's like, I kind of, you know, I want to I want to try that out. So we are going to uh, run him through the steps of creating a character. And then we're going to play a, uh, a, a short campaign. And by short, I mean probably like six or seven hours. So it'll probably be uh, it'll be a few sessions. Uh, we'll be streaming those ones on uh, Twitch or YouTube or wherever we want to wherever we want to do that. Um, and those will be live sessions. So people will be able to join in and watch the adventures as they unfold. Um, and it's going to be a, it's going to be a great time. I think uh, the, the fall and winter is going to be uh, we're going to have a lot of stuff coming up for for everyone to uh, to really enjoy, especially in those cold, long winter nights. Yeah. So just to, to Cole's notes recap, three men and a meeple no longer exists on any of our branding. We will be moving all of our YouTube stuff over to all seen on screen and David and I are just going to do everything all at once in the same realm. We have some very interesting stuff coming. We're excited. We hope you're excited one day at a time. We're going to grow this together and it's going to be the most fun that we've ever had. Yeah. Pants optional. Now <laughs> I have one more announcement that I haven't even told David yet. Oh shit. Oh, I'm leaving the scene on screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay <laughs> no uh, <laughs> goodbye <laughs> all right TWBers, listen up this one's for you starting this fall we are returning to trivia as of the 20th of september with a twist now we're going to do some user controlled trivia so we're going to put some polls up on our instagram we're going to utilize twb's instagram as well and we're going to find out what topics you want to do if you want to do emo rock punk, that's what we're going to do. And weirdly enough, we're going to do that. If you want to do Taylor Swift 2.0, let me know. You want to do Disney plus three? That's also in the works. You tell us what you want and we'll do it. We want to make sure that we are having the best possible trivia nights, but also getting crowds that are excited and having a good time. And that's the most important thing. So we can't wait to see you out. Announcements will come out soon. We'll have some content for you as well. But for myself. Wow, wow, is very nice. And David. That Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Scene on Screen podcast.